0: Yo, golf fans, Big D back with a 2022 year in golf recap on the Big D podcast. Before I bring in my golfing buddy from the UK, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page, where hopefully we'll be able to uh, trace back our memories of whether we uh, shake one out of bounds or uh, made a hole-in-one. Also, check out the Big D podcast for all your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So joining us from uh, Jolly Old England today, my friend Tom Jacobs. Uh, Tom, uh, World Cup didn't go that well, but I can't believe we're talking a, a year and uh, a year in golf already going. It seemed like we were just talking about last year, right? I, th-
1: I feel like it's been a long time we've been doing these podcasts, now, is not it? Right? I think it's been. Did we do the Masters last year? Did like twenty twenty one? uh i, think I can't remember I now think we, the
0: first one we did was the 21 us open because you're like in sandwich england because you're like right down the road from there right
1: yeah i remember yeah so yeah 2021 open and you know it's it's been awesome it's, it's always good to come on here and but but at the same time where has the time gone you know i think a lot has changed in golf and you know we're going to come on to live and pj tour and dp World tour and, all, and, and how it's all being split up and I think there's going to be, you know, you've already said it off air, like there's going to be a lot still happening in 2023 with all those sort of things. Um, but I think a lot of people have stepped up this year in response to the other tour, shall we call it for now. Um, and and it's brought out some sort of leaders and and kind of, you know, big time players, I think. Well, uh Thinking back to 2022, who do
0: you think was the best golfer from beginning to end of the season? Because I think you could argue there were two or three guys.
1: I think it's tough. I think longevity-wise, it was probably Rory, um, but he didn't win a major, right? And and, and that's really important. So Scotty Scheffler got hot for pretty much the the first half of the season, and then he won the Masters, and it's probably fair to say that he fell off a little bit. I would say that he probably deserves it based on the fact that he won the Masters, won the match play. Uh, what else did he win? Bay Hill, Phoenix. So like he won some really good events, right? Um, Cameron Smith was very, very good. So I think it, I think you're probably looking at Scotty Scheffler, Cameron Smith, and um, Roy McIlroy. And I think Rory probably loses out just because of not winning that major. Then you've got to decide what you make of Cameron Smith. I mean, this is a guy that he won the players, he won the open championship, he won the tournament champions at the start of the year. Um, you know, all very, very good tournaments. He just made that move that, that people don't like. So, um, I think it's probably between Sheffler and Smith, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I would probably say Sheffler because he, I think, Sheffler was more consistent throughout the year. I mean, he went, for yeah, Florida. Match play and masses. And by the way, it's not like Scotty Scheffler was bad in a couple of major. He was one shot behind a uh, Fitzpatrick at the US Open and played pretty yeah. pretty well at the open. Not that great at Southern Hills. Yeah, yeah. The only called one he... his favorite is called favorite golf course in the world. Yeah.
1: I think I think there was too much of a um narrative around him, right? For that PGA it was that he loved the golf course. Uh, he was coming in as a master champion, but we sort of say that he fell off and then he finishes third in the BMW Championship in the playoffs. He finishes third at Maya Cobra. He finished second at the Hero. Like he kind of brought it back. So I would say on reflection, just because he was a, a new winner, if you like, and I think just how impressive he was to get to world number one as quick as he did. Uh, was he like the quickest to get to world number one? It was pretty, it was pretty quick, wasn't it? So um, yeah, I, I would, I think Cameron Swift was really good. I think I think consistency wise, it, it's not the same. But like when he had the chance to win, I think he did, and I think that's pretty important.
0: I'll tell you what: Scotty Scheffler ball striking, Cameron Smith putting you you make a you make a half. You deep. would,
1: yeah, he would. You wouldn't be. A, there wouldn't be any other winners, would there? So, um, yeah, no, it's pretty impressive. Well, what do you? How important was Rory McIlroy in 2022? Because I think there was a lot more that he gave to golf other than just his own core stuff. Like, I think like he's really stepped up as a leader. He's, you know, leading the charge for the PGA Tour against Liv. Like, I think he's become, he may be the most important golfer in the world, even including Tiger now.
0: I think Rory's golf's ambassador because of this anti-LIV movement, what he did for the game. I mean, it seemed like everybody wanted Roy McIlroy to win that Open Championship in St. Andrews. And what happened almost felt sad for him. Yeah. I mean, because he was carrying the whole golf world on his back and, you know, winning. And I mean, he was my pick to win the US Open. I'm like, he's going to win a major. And the fact he hasn't won a major in eight years and dealt with all the pressure of being the being of uh, he and John Ron being the most outspoken anti-live golfer show how much he cares about the game.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think the thing is with Rory is like everyone will basically say that at their best, like if everyone's at their best, Rory's the best. And I don't I don't like that because I always feel like just because if Rory's at his best, you could say the same. If Cameron Swift was at his best, he's the best player in the world, and if DJ's at the best, like. I don't think you're comparing the best to the best because, like, everyone's just really good. If they're all playing like a one number one, they're they're the best, right? So I think it's a tough comment. I think it's, is he the most talented? I think he changed the game in terms of his driving and and the way that he approached the game. And I think that was a big movement. But I think he lost his edge a little bit when everyone else kind of started catching up with with the ball speed and things like that. And I think that's why he hasn't won a major for eight years. Like, I think everyone's just got a little bit better. Like, he was... He was young and he, he hit the ball a long way and he was very very talented short game and things like that and I think people just got better around him like Justin Thomas Jordan Spieth Scotty Scheffler like Colin Morikawa Brooks like people are just better and like I don't think he's been able to to unlike Tiger who was just dominant whoever came along like I don't think Rory was capable of doing that and I don't know that Tiger would be able to in this day and age either I think it's it's just a really high standard of golf right now so. Um, he does need to win one next year is what I would say, he needs to win a major next year and we obviously all probably hope it's going to be the Masters um, so he can get that grand slam but he needs to win a major next year I think
0: uh, Could you also argue a Roy put- Roy's putting or maybe lack of putting could- has contributed into him not winning because we see in every major whether it be the Masters where basically one bad round and he's out or the Open Championship in July where Roy was Roy was leading and could not, not make anything in the final round.
1: When you go to, like, 2011 was when he lost that Masters, right, to, to Charles Schwartz, or when he had that massive lead, and he shot, was he shooting 80 in the final round on Sunday, right? And, like, he's never had a better chance than that. Like, I know he had a decent chance the year Patrick Reed won, um, but he felt like he blew himself out, of, out early on on the sunday and reed was pretty much in control like i feel he is always putting in good rounds everyone still believes that he's going to win at augusta but he doesn't do four days and i think he just he gets to wednesday and he puts too much pressure on himself to go out and shoot low on thursday doesn't and then he's just playing catch up and if he gets off to a hot start it could all change this year i think
0: hey, you match Roy Mack on the uh, coming-up eight-man corner for lead, <laughs> the whole golfing world would be thinking,
1: this is going to be the time he wins. It, especially if it's against a live player. I think that's the, like... If oh,
0: no. Rory like, and, R- Roy and uh, Bryson. Rory,
1: Rory Bryson, Rory Smith, Rory Brooks, Rory DJ. Like, a final pairing of any one of those would be, you know, it would be... Uh, it would be amazing. I think, like, I think it would be really exciting, and it would be good versus evil and all this sort of thing. Like, I actually think it, for all everyone keeps saying it make like live makes golf bad, like it improves the majors. I think because there's always a narrative about these like guys on the other tour. So, uh, I think it's pretty exciting.
0: All right. So uh, every year there seems to be a young golfer emerging. Uh, who do you think was that young golfer this year?
1: I felt like it was a a year where um the veterans played better. Like I, I feel like it was a tough year for, for younger players. I would say Wacky Neven was showing plenty of promise before he made the move, obviously winning at Riviera. I would say Tom Kim, um Young Kim was was a was a big addition. Uh Cameron Young, I, I guess is still I don't, he's not young, is he? So like, it is he's new rather than young? Um, I, I would say it was, It probably has to be Wacky Neyman or Tom Kim. Oh I mean
0: Tom Kim won. Tom Kim's pretty good, really good pick because he won Wyndham. And you know, there seems to be something with these Asian golfers doing well. Mean, I mean, uh, Hideki Masayama won the Masters a couple of years ago. We've seen... Uh, who's the uh, other South Korean guy? I can't think of his name now. Sun J.M.? Yeah, Sun J.M. won the players a few years ago. There seems to be a, an emergence of golfers coming from
1: Asia. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones where they start off really young, right? And even they're even younger in the women's game. Like They they are ridiculous. So they start at like 14 and they're contending for majors or winning majors. So, like, they are just fanatical about it. And I think they South Korea, Japan, China, even there's been a couple of good players on the DP World Tour. Like they really do, they get fanatical. Like I went to St Andrews in 2015, I think it was 2015, and Hideki Matsuyama was there, and all you could see was rows and rows and rows of Japanese journalists and, and photographers. Right, and it's just they just get such a big following. It comes with a lot of pressure. You know, there's military service to think about and things like that. So like, there's a lot, a lot of pressure on a on a South Korean to their major, and they I think they just try and do it young and then get it off their you know off their shoulders, I guess. But he he was showing stuff early. I remember picking him for the event in Saudi earlier in the season, didn't do anything, but he looked like he I think he played well on the first day. Then he was kind of finishing top five every time playing in the Asian tour, Tom Kim. Then he played he finished 23rd at the US Open, third at the Scottish Open, seventh at the Rocky Mortgage Classic, wins windham. Um, by you know did he shoot a, a 60 in the final round was it 59 like 61 it was something ridiculous 61 I think it was and then goes and wins the Shriners as well like how how good is this guy to go and follow it up so quickly um, and now I guess the next step is is competing in these majors this is what the promise is for everyone right 61 61 in the final round that, that's pretty awesome <laughs>
0: Not quite, David. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, not quite. David Duval 59 in uh, in nine, no.
1: right? Not not quite. But I mean, for someone of his age, and I mean, just just the occasion, I guess. Who would you say was the most improved golfer? Because I've got maybe two, and I think one of them probably stands out from a PJ Tour perspective. But there's one that I think was really really good on the on the DP World Tour. That you know. If he had his shot on the PGA, it would have been really good.
0: I wonder who you would say on the PGA tour, because that would be interesting.
1: Think, thinking of a European golfer. Uh, from where? England.
0: Hmm.
1: It's not Fitzpatrick, right? It Fitz, is, right? Like I, think, I think he was the most improved golfer. Like I, I think just the way he, he was like... He was top draw every event he played, basically, at the start of the year. Like he won Valderrama at the tail end of last season. Then he finished sixth at Pearl Beach, 10th at Phoenix, ninth at Bay Hill, fifth at Valspar, 14th at the Masters, second at Wells Fargo, fifth at the USPGA. Had a chance. Um, obviously, had a chance at the Wells Fargo as well. Wins the US Open, sixth at the Scottish Open, fifth at the Philips and Jude, second at the Italian Open. Should have won. Uh, had someone, uh, a camera going off in the backswing there had a chance to win a sort of DP World Tour Championship. He's in top five there as well. So, like, I don't think anyone's improved more than him. Like, to win that major and get that first PJ Tour win is pretty impressive.
0: Hey, I will say this. Matthew Fitzpatrick's drives went about 30 yards long and then I remember them going. Well,
1: because he said, I don't know if you remember this, Dylan, but, like, when Bryson was doing all, of, all the experimenting he was doing, he was like, oh, anyone could just go and hit it a long way and and be successful. There, there's more to go than that. And I sort of said at the time, like if, if he thinks it's that easy, just go do it. Like, because you do have to hit it long. Like there's, there's just no, there's no choice. Like that that's how you win now. And lo and behold, two or three years later, I mean, I don't think he's listening to me, Dylan, but I think he's, he's kind of woken up a little bit. Uh, he he starts to hit it 20, 30 yards longer. And, all of a sudden he's contending for majors and winning majors. So um, you know, it's it's not it's not a secret how he's got it done. All right. So what do you think was
0: the craziest event? And it doesn't have to be a major, it could just be a crazy a crazy sequence of events, a crazy playoff, but what do you think was the craziest event of 2022? I
1: think it sort of depends on why it was crazy but like the players was a ridiculous week like oh there was, Lord, just,
0: it was! that was the coldest players i can the, remember the weather
1: was horrible probably a little bit like what you're having now like the, the weather was horrible there there was interruptions galore and then cameron smith just came out and played lights out on the final uh round that was great uh pretty crazy tom hoagie winning at pebble jordan spieth going um when he made bogey on the seventeenth, I think, uh, and then par on the eighteenth, that was pretty awesome um, from Tom Hoagie's perspective. Canadian Open was pretty wild. Rory won. Uh, was it like JT and Finau in the final round that that week as well? Like, I think this was like the first time that Live kind of got up and running, and and they suddenly had JT, Finau, and Rory in the in the back nine with a chance to win. So I'd say any one of those kind of three, or or um, Mito Pereira just absolutely shitting the bed at Southern Hills.
0: Oh, no. He will not lift down the shank of a lifetime to, with that three-wood 18-fold.
1: Yeah, that was, that was awful. So that probably wins in terms of like big moments, I guess. Um, but there was a couple of things. I mean, what, what was your craziest? Um. I'm
0: going to Memphis because that playoff between Seth Straka and Will Zalatouris was the, one of the most insane playoffs I've ever seen in the history of golf. Golf. I mean... Is on that the one third, where he hit it off the rocks? I mean, Zalatouris basically did everything but go in the water. Yeah. And then Straka followed him by hitting the ball in the water.
1: That was awful. Like all he had to do was go left side of the green. Did he? remember that. That was weird. Um, yeah, that was meant. That was crazy. And like, didn't set strike a whole a couple of bombs just to even get in that playoffs anyway. He held like he he made like two long pole putts
0: and and Zhao made one and, like on the first second playoff hole i like I'm like this one
1: will never end. This could be one of those eight whole playoffs. There was one. There was one really long playoff this season. I think wasn't there. I don't know if it was on the DQ tour or the PJ it Felt like there was a there was a long playoff event. I can't remember which one it was now. But like they all merge into one now, and I talk about them every week. But yeah, I I do remember that. I remember Zalasaurus playing it off the rocks. That was that was crazy.
0: No, actually, he went back to the team. After- I did
1: go back, didn't he? It looked like he was going to play it off the rocks, and they were like, he kept trying. He kept making it look like he was going to. He took like ten minutes to decide. Then we, I remember that. Yeah, you're right. I remember it being a crazy decision as to why he was trying to go for the run.
0: And it wasn't just that, but you remember uh Tory Pines was Alatours was in the playoffs. And then thinking this could be the week he gets that first. Is that win.
1: Luke Luke List, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, Luke List winning at Tory Pines.
1: Come also, on. didn't uh Jason Day have a chance this that week as well? He was he was in with us hunt then, wasn't he?
0: Jason Day of all what happened to him.
1: Wow, that maybe we'll come on and talk about him in a little bit. Actually, okay. I don't think I think there is some, there is some things to say about Jason Day. I think.
0: All right, Tom. So, what venue are you looking forward to seeing? Because we've got some interesting venues, take, especially for the majors. You see, obviously Augusta with uh, the Masters, but. Uh, open at uh royal liverpool
1: right yeah yeah so royal liverpool which is also hoy lake Like think back to 2014 i think it's just use a different name but it's the same place and then a pga championship at, at uh
0: which is actually now underwater
1: no 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 it does uh i think i will tell you the, the one that you haven't said yet which is the the one i'm most excited about is uh la country club for the us open because i just don't know anything about it i I don't know anything about la country club obviously i've got to kind of figure things out about la country club before i give give some picks and things like that but like this is a a course that has basically turned down the us open for like years apparently like they just refused to let people do it the the members didn't want to give it up and, and close it for a major championship um, so it, it sounds like it should be a, a really exclusive club that should, be, you know, provide a decent U.S. Open. I think.
0: Uh, yeah, I've I've tried to look up history from this club, and there's not. How about the no. when when Los- Wait, what is this? First major championship held at the club. First major in the L.A. area since the '95 PGA. And first U.S. Open in the L.A. area in 75 years. Because you think of golf in L.A. at Riviera, which hosts hosts an event every year for the last umpteen years. And I think it will host the Olympics in 2028. But the L.A. Country Club, and I'm going to save, I'm going to save, a little more about the LA Country Club for my bold prediction because there's one guy I really think will do very well there. Like that?
1: Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's not really... There's not messages of new courses on the PJ Tour this season I can't think of that we haven't seen before, is there? Uh, I don't know if there is any for
0: the playoff. Obviously... Tour championships at Eastlake, like it always is, but I don't know if
1: the first two all this you yeah, know, the, the BMW moves around, doesn't it? I can't remember where that's going to be this year. Um, but i never that they're not that exciting, they're all fairly similar, um, events. And I'm pretty sure St. Jude will still be in Memphis so. I'm pretty sure that the courses are fairly similar this season. You know, there might be something. I think there's a couple of changes at Augusta this year. I think they've they've altered a couple of the tee boxes, which could be interesting. Uh, just to try and make it you know a little bit harder again.
0: I think thirteen might be a little longer.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're, they're trying to force people into playing as a three shotter, but it still won't work because um, at the moment you have to play it in two shots. Like there's just no no other way to approach it, and I think they're trying to change that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think LA Country Club's pretty exciting. But let, let's make let's let's look ahead to. I mean, let's just okay. What do you think was the most important thing of twenty twenty two in golf? So we've we've said who our best players were. We've said who was the most improved. We said the best young player in Tom Kim. Who? What was the biggest moment in golf? Is it Live starting? Unfortunately, it
0: is Liv starting because that created a rivalry between Liv and the PGA Tour because now there are all kinds, because there's one group of guys the fans like and one group of guys the fans hate based on whether you're a PGA Tour guy or an LIV
1: guy. So do do you, so any player that's moved over to Liv, do you suddenly not like them? Like, do you like? Do you not like DJ and Cameron Smith and that anymore? Or are you, <laughs> or as, are you, not
0: as much. Not yeah. as much.
1: it's tough because I think that, like, I think it's easier to accept some of the smaller guys that have moved over there because they they can't afford to give up the life changing money. Whereas, like, for people like DJ and Cameron Smith, and the the, the money was going to come anyway. So it's different, right? I think it's different for every individual. Um, and I could probably talk about this for hours in terms of whether it's good for golf, bad for golf. I think ultimately, in the end, it'll be a good thing that the PJ tour got a little shake up and wasn't allowed to just be as comfortable as it was. Um I think they're gonna have to work together next year. Whether that means Greg Norman goes or stays, I don't know. Um, I don't think they're gonna be able to just get rid of him like they think they are. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think that has to be the biggest moment, right?
0: yeah i mean uh the fact we heard uh i think it was sometime a week week and a half ago before the holidays that uh, the lv guys we uh invited to the masters yeah so, so you imagine Cam? you imagine uh scotty scheffler getting giving cam smith the green jacket in april that that it's
1: would tough. look weird it's tough i mean and I think they come straight from an event in Australia. Like I don't think they have a very good preparation for Augusta either. Like I think it's a pretty bad schedule for their majors. But like, it's so tough to to decide if they're actually going to be any good next year or not. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, they're they're part of golf, and until they fall out fall out of the top fifty in the world rankings they're going to play these major events until they lose their eligibility for winning or top 10 in previous majors. They're going to keep their eligibility. Like, I don't think any of the majors are going to stand up and ban them. All right,
0: Tom. So, um, you were great with bets last year, but I've, I've got a question. Do you have okay. a bold prediction for 2023?
1: I think that Jason Day could win a major next season what yeah how i i think he could win one of the pga or the us open i don't know what i don't know what la country club is like but i but i imagine his skill set will work there it just feels like he's making a little bit of a comeback and i know that's maybe a little bit premature considering where he is in the world rankings and all these sort of things but like it just feels like we've seen a little bit of Jason Day of old. And like last year, you've got to think that like he lost his mum. He was dealing with injuries, all those sort of things. Like he's still outside the top 100. But Shriners, we saw him have a good run. CJ Cup, Houston, Mike Over. Like he's playing solidly again now. Rocket Mortgage, he had a decent run. I think we, t- we talked about it earlier. So he had a chance to win at the Pines right at the start of the year. So I think there's always still the ability to play well. And I think it could come back. I think he's going to be rededicated, refocused, injury-free. I think we could have a big year from Jason Day. It just depends how many, obviously, of the majors. I can't remember how many of them he's still eligible for. So he may not be in all of them at the moment. Um, but he, I'm pretty sure he's already in the Masters. Um, so in he the just, PGA. he's definitely in the PGA, right? Because he's won that. Um, so I think his eligibility must be coming up now for, for the majors, but I think you know that anyone that he gets in, I think he's gonna give it a good shot. Oof. You surprised me with that <laughs> Well, I had to go bold. I mean, like you know I had to I had to I had to give you something spicy Well,
0: you know what? I've got one. I've got one bold prediction next year. I think Rozao told us will not only get the get the major jinx off his back, but
1: he will win yeah. the U.S. Open. So I actually think if he's going to win anywhere, it will be Augusta. Why, why Augusta? He's been like second and sixth in two starts, hasn't he? Like he he had that good run against Matsuyama when Matsuyama won it. Um... He just has the, the skill set for it. The greens are hard for everybody. He was one shot shy of, of winning or at least taking Matsuyama as a player. Like, I know Matsuyama was over par on the final days, so he shouldn't really have had a shot. And I know he's played better in US Opens and PGA's and things like that in general. But, like, I just think he, he plays well at the Masters. Like, he shot 67 in the final round this year. He was top six. He was second on debut. The only concern with the Masters is it might come a bit too soon. Like, he's had injuries. he's His back's bad. Maybe it comes around too soon in the schedule. And you're right. It's the US Open or the PGA that, that suits him better. Uh, Oak Hill would probably fit his skill set. But like, we like, we talk about player skill sets now. Like, does anyone in the top 10 have a different skill set to the other? Like, they all just hit the ball really, really well and, and far. And like, it just comes down to who hits the best parts at the time.
0: I'll tell you why Will Zaltois wins the U.S. Open. If you look at where he finished second last year in majors, PGA Championship from Summit Hills, Country Club at at Brooklyn. What do they both have in common? They're both Gilhans redesigns. And guess what LA Country Club is? A Gilhans redesign.
1: You know what that means? Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, look, he's been... He's had three runner-up finishes in majors already. And he, and he only really started playing them in 2020. He made one appearance in the US Open in 2018, missed the cut. Then he finished sixth on his second US Open start in 2020. The, the, the Open didn't go ahead in, in um, 2020. He finished second at the Masters, first ever Masters 2021, eighth at the PGA, first ever PGA, missed the cut in the US Open. So interesting. he's gone missed cut sixth, missed cut second at the US Open. He had to withdraw from the Open Championship because he got injured. Sixth at the Masters, second at the PGA, second at the US Open, 28th of the Open. Like he is just awesome at major championships. So I think it's I think it's a pretty good prediction. I think, you know, it is bold. It's not it's not one that you know you could just say with certainty. And I'll I'll tell you someone else who I think is on that, who's a little bit further down the line in his career. I think Fidel's got a chance to win a major now.
0: Oh gosh, it's just the year where Tony Fiena like this. Disapp- like, everybody thinks this is the year Tony Fiena wins a major and he finishes yeah. T. Like, Tony Fiena is going to be like 40% in the millimaker and yeah. finished t- and like barely make the cut and then all of a sudden finishes T8, and all that chalk is going to end up winning.
1: Yeah, there's a reason he's called Top 10 Tony, right? But like, oh, to me, it just feels... And again, another person for Augusta. Like, he plays Augusta really, really well. He seems to just not be able to do it for four rounds. But what's this, like his sixth appearance now? Fifth appearance at Augusta? Like, I think it takes a little while, generally speaking, unless your name Scotty Scheffler, to figure out Augusta all Wills and torrid. And I think that he knows everywhere that he's made the mistakes now. The longer it gets, the better for him. It, it takes some of the field out of play, Um Tony Finau, I mean, like, he 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 knows how to win now, which is something that wasn't always true of Tony Finau, so... You're yeah. all right about that, winning back-to-back events this year. This I year. mean, what, what was he, like, the second-best player this year, like, based on the strokes game? Like, he was awesome towards the end of the season. So, you know, I, I think that that's probably a bit more realistic than my Jason Day shout, but, you know, I had to go a little bit crazy with, with Jason Day. Um, I just think there's going to be a little bit everyone's just going to look at it and go look Rory's going to win the masters Rory or Rahm are going to win the masters then it's going to be like Xander Rory or Rahm at the US Open then it's going to be Will Zanatoris or Justin Thomas or whatever at the PGA and then it's going to be you know John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Cameron Smith at the Open like there's always the same names right and you have to like, you have to do what you've done. You've gone with those other toys. we said, I mean, Jason Day is a little bit of a pie in the sky, but like Tony Finau can literally win any major. I don't think him winning a major is any different to him winning any other event. I don't think it'd be crazy. No?
0: I don't think so too. I'm just thinking like the best case scenario for golf next year would be Roy winning Augusta, who'd win, Xander uh, winning the PGA, maybe Zalatos win the US Open and Rom winning the Open, right?
1: Ram, or I guess someone like a Tommy Fleetwood or a, a Shane Lowry get fits, maybe like a, a European winning the, the Open Championship is probably there. Okay,
0: I'll heck Lee Westwood win. Oh, wait, he's uh, yeah, like that me. might
1: be popular. I can tell you that. No, um, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, look, there, there's Tommy Fleetwood's actually coming back into some good form. He, he's he's an interesting one to watch, but anything, yeah. get, anything get crazy hot. Does Jordan Spieth have to do something next year?
0: Uh yes.
1: Like I know he won Heritage last year, but that didn't feel like enough.
0: I mean, it it is hard to win. I mean, it's not like he beat a, a scrum. He beat Patrick Cantley Come on, Patrick Cantley Why can't you hit a decent drive? I mean, it, you- he
1: he is the one that really needs to. Get his arse in gear in majors, Patrick. Can they? Because I mean, he that, is. I mean that so one,
0: that one tee shot on the 744, the event, Xander one might have been the worst tee shot I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, he did make a couple of decent appearances in majors last year. Like he finished fourteenth for the US Open, eight for the Open. So maybe he's going in the right way now. He had that decent run at St Andrews where he had a chance through the first thirty six, I think, but. Um, he needs to have some big major performances, Patrick, can All right,
0: Tom, thank you for hopping on. We wish you a happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Hopefully yep,
1: 2023
0: is profitable for you.
1: I hope so too, Dylan. And uh, it's always a joy to, to join you. And thank you very much for giving up your time today uh, over, the, over the holidays. Hopefully it warms up for you down there in uh, in your part of the world. And, uh, you know, we, we get to talk golf again soon.